Check. Check. We are live. What up, Kate and Harvey? What's up, dude? Oh, nothing much. Just, uh, nothing much. Nothing much. I'm starving. Uh, you just shattered my entire universe by telling me that In-N-Out has a secret menu. The only man on the face of the planet that doesn't know that In-N-Out has a secret menu. 24 years and nobody told me about this. I'm surrounded by enemies. You're the kind of guy that would like abuse the menu. Like you would. Oh, I'm going to abuse the shit out of it. Yeah. Like you're the guy that needs to see it. Yeah. I, first off, how come nobody even told me that like a quadruple meat burger exists? When did we create this? I, I thought maybe humankind just thought like a triple cheeseburger was like the maximum, but in and out stays pushing the limits i can't wait to see what they do well the four patty is a secret so i it was to me didn't know that kind of burger existed i thought the only way that burger could ever exist is if i created it myself i want to say i'm sorry for my voice i don't know what's going on i'm yeah, just losing it you sound like somebody's just grabbing you by the balls and isn't letting go <laughs> yeah it's not good it hasn't been good for the past like two days no idea why right. it's just weak soft I know. timid Pretty. i try to talk loud it doesn't doesn't go loud. I yeah, don't know. pretty weak voice considering the movie we are about to go review. Kind of sucks. Good episode, but nah. voice ain't that great. It's really it's not that bad. Like honestly, yeah, it, if you it, hadn't it, said anything, it goes in and out of being good and bad. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we are seeing Oppenheimer, or should I say, we are seeing? No, that's after. That's after. He could have just done it. <laughs> yeah, we but could, that's always we could, we could do it multiple times. Just throughout the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. After we watch the movie, always. we just watch. Okay, yeah, I won't ruin it now. Uh, we're seeing Oppenheimer. Um, I guess there's a there's another movie that a lot of people are seeing. It's that uh, that Barbie shit. Next episode. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're watching that next episode. But people really wondered, like, which one are y'all gonna watch first? Fucking Oppenheimer, obviously. I'm a grown ass man, Cade. I'm seeing the movie about atom bombs over that one plate all that I didn't even play with. Okay, maybe oh, once or twice. A couple times. A couple times. Uh, Chris Nolan, admit it. Chris Nolan movie, so it should be pretty legit. He's one of the best filmmakers alive. Great director. He can, he can take a movie in a bunch of different directions, um, but I'm really excited. In fact, I just watched The Dark Knight two nights ago for the 15-year anniversary. Really? mind-blowing wow 15 years which does make sense because i remember seeing the dark knight in theaters and afterwards you know because i was like i was a little kid i'm um, not good at math so i'm not even gonna attempt to see how old i was but damn it i'm doing it anyways i was a little kid and after the movie my mom genuinely was like nervous that like i wouldn't be able to go to sleep because i'd have nightmares because of heath ledger's joker like actually being pretty pretty scary he was the best villain probably ever created. The best villain we've ever seen on screen was in that movie, I'd say. Um, Heath Ledger's Joker, legendary. Rest in peace. I wonder if this movie is going to be historical or if it's going to be Chris Nolan. No, I uh, I saw some interview with Matt Damon, and he pretty much says that the whole movie is through um, his point of view. Like the 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 scientist that yeah. creates the bomb, it's all through his 
point of view in a sense. And so Matt Damon was pretty much describing that like all like because it's a pretty stacked cast, but like all the actors that came on board, like I guess Christopher Nolan told them like, hey, like you are supporting mm-hmm. uh, Killian Murphy's character, like his character, like you're all supporting him. You just have to like get over that. And so it's going to be interesting because I don't think we've ever seen Christopher Nolan take a movie in that kind of direction. It'll be cool. <clears throat> I think his name is Robert Oppenheimer. That's the guy that made the bomb. Right. Yeah. I, was, I was looking up, you know, stuff about him before this. And he was bullied as a kid. He was a little weird. Obviously, you have to be weird to, you know, get in that industry to where you're fucking trying to make bombs yeah but being weird and being bullied it would make sense that he got into the bomb making business the the reason why he did that or you know created the atomic bomb is because he had no friends but physics he said i have no friends i don't need friends i just need physics and he was just like so destined to create this thing that would can just destroy a world and he did the destroyer of worlds. I am. I, I am become, become death. The, I the, am become death. Destroyer or, of worlds, or something like that. Yeah, I just know he says it a little weird, but it must be the right way to say it because this guy's pretty, it's pretty taken, wicked smart. It's a, it's a line from some philosopher, some saying from a religion or philosophy or something like that. Damn, and now it's his. Now it's his. Now it's his. Um, yeah, really excited for this movie. Um, it's about to be a packed theater, so this will be fun. Honestly, when I bought it, I bought it, what, a few days ago? I don't know. This when, week? I don't know when you bought the tickets. And You bought them this week? Yeah, I texted you. Huh. <laughs> Thanks for reading my message. I'm a busy guy. Are you? I do a lot of reading. <laughs> um, do a lot of sitting around. I got a lot of drinking on my mind. Yeah, there's just there's a lot going on. Not my mind, on my plate. There's a lot going on. Um, uh, well, what? Were, were there this like theater, a yeah. lot of available seats when you were buying the tickets? Not a lot, but more than normal. Or more than I thought. We'll honestly, see. So. There, there might be some last second ticket snatchers. It should be pretty packed though. I mean, this is arguably the most anticipated movie of the year. Yeah, I mean, Christopher Nolan movie is already going to be high up in the charts have wanted to watch it yeah <clears throat> god my voice is killing me dude yeah it's okay we'll just get a couple shots of whiskey in you and we'll be all right you think that'll help yes and i think the freddy's burgers are gonna help as well hopefully i'm getting a triple i just decided i'm gonna get a triple cheeseburger what i was saying is oh yeah um christopher nolan it's already gonna be a highly anticipated movie and then it's about oppenheimer the bombs that's a pretty big topic yeah i mean it's kind of bound to be a hit. The question is, does it flop? Right. I was about to say, it, it might not be a hit. This movie might suck. And I'm going to go into it with as open of a mind as I possibly can. It's just really fucking hard because I've been looking forward to this movie for a long time now. Um, the only way it could suck is if it was boring. I. It could be boring. I'm worried. I'm, I'm a little worried. But I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I wonder if it'll if you'll watch. Hungry. Is it? 
I wonder if you'll see like World War Two, and I'll talk about them dropping it. I, they have to, right? They have to show him. Is it just about him making it, or is it about him making it and then it being used? I we'll see. I mean, it, nobody's seen it. I have no idea where he's about to take the this movie. <coughs> Opening night, damn. Opening night, yeah. You know what? I I really I can't remember the last time I've actually like done this. Oh, it's a feature documentary exploring how one man's brilliance, hubris, and relentless drive changed the nature of war forever, led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of people and unleashed mass hysteria and how, subsequently, the same man attempts to co? Co? Yeah, co, period. Like That's what it says. Look at the bottom. It probably means cope. I guess, yeah. But anyways. Okay, so it'll be a Christopher Nolan where it jumps in time probably, where it skips to like the cause of like this one man, how he caused this just huge significance over the world like he impacted the world truly in multiple different ways in a lot of negative ways like emotionally there are positives to like the outcomes of the bomb going off and because i've learned on the car ride to the apartment today i was watching a video about oppenheimer and the bombs and we didn't really get taught why we dropped the bombs do you know why we dropped the bomb on japan hiroshima yeah i thought it was pearl harbor no, <clears throat> that's why we got into the war. But we dropped the bombs in on Japan because they would not surrender. They were ruthless. They were doing horrible things, you know, in the war. Like they were supporting uh, Hitler because they did some of the same things. They were out there just fucking killing people, giving people uh, the bubonic plague, doing these like scientific tests, how the Nazis were doing on the Jewish people, like making them suffer, doing surgeries just to test the human body to see what it's capable of withstanding. Mm. They were doing that. They didn't like the idea of being surrendered to a foreign country. They're like, no, we're not ever going to do that. We're going to fight to the death or, you know, we're not going to surrender. We're going to fight to the death. And so they had a choice. U.S. could either go in with all their military power to infiltrate Japan and fight and they realized they wouldn't just be fighting the soldiers like normal. They would have to fight the civilians, the women, the kids. Like, they had to kill everybody, which would cause a lot of deaths in the U.S. side. And they also, some intelligence agencies found out that Japan had a bioweapon that they were going to launch in California. Like, they were going to shoot fleas over to give uh, the U.S. the bubonic plague, which would have just killed, I mean, wow. <laughs> millions yeah. of people in yeah. the U.S. Damn, no, I, I never heard of that. And so the U.S. is like, well, shit, do we want to eat... No matter what happens, no matter what decision we make, if we're going to drop the bomb or not, there's going to be a lot of deaths. But the quickest death and the quickest way to end this war is to show Japan, listen, we will, can't, we will destroy you, so surrender. They said no. They sent him a letter, said, hey, we're going to drop the bombs on you, surrender. Japan did, said nothing, nothing in return. They might have sent a letter, but they didn't say they're going to surrender. So they're like, all right, drop the bomb, little boy. Three days passed, and they didn't surrender. They're like, are you serious? <laughs> They're like, we're about to drop a, a second one on you. They're like, all right, go ahead. Boom. And then they finally like, were like, fuck, dude, that bomb was fucking huge. Like, cause they were going to say, we're going to destroy your entire country. I think Hiroshima and Nagasaki are two islands of Japan. Mm. So they didn't drop on the mainland. They drop on, on these two islands, just obliterated them. Those islands are no more. And they had a strong military presence too. And then that's when they surrendered. It was an emperor. That's when Japan was uh, ran by an emperor. 
War. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that Japan was that ruthless. I didn't know that Japan was yeah. gonna he'd drop a bubonic plague on the U.S. And I didn't know they would they would refuse to surrender, despite the U.S. was like, "Listen, we're gonna drop a nuke on you." But the thing is, back then they didn't know what a nuke was. They didn't know the power. It's the first time they've ever dropped one. Like, go ahead, fucking drop a bomb. We don't give a fuck. Like, we can take a bomb. And it was a nuke. And the U.S. didn't even know about radiation because they would. After the bomb was dropped, the U.S. sent soldiers out there to go, like, guard where the bomb was. Like, sending them into a radiation zone, not understanding, you know, the complexities of that. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't know that, but... So, you think about the atomic bomb being a horrible thing, but really, there's, like, kind of no choice but to do that. Yeah. And it would have been dropped at some point by somebody, because if you don't understand the capacity of it, you're going to fucking... What time is it? Oh. It's about that time. If you drop it, you're not going to understand the... Unless you drop it, you're not going to see the impact it's going to have. So you kind of, somebody had to, I guess. I'm curious to see, apparently Chris Nolan was like actually dropping bombs for this movie too. So very curious to see what that's going to look like on the big screen. I wish we, wish there was an IMAX near us. Go see this bad boy in IMAX. 3D. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking shakes the seats, melts your face off. Yeah. Oh, wait. The theater actually just blew up. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Let's go watch this bad boy. But let's first, a, let's go get a Freddy's triple cheeseburger. And a whiskey shot. Oh, yeah. That too. Cross your fingers. Maybe my voice will come back after the movie. It'll fucking shock my voice back into my body. Oh, maybe. Bye. And we're back. What a journey. We just watched Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. What'd you like about it? Um, I kind of like the mystery of the plot. I didn't quite understand at first what they were getting at. Um, part of that is definitely my fault. Like I, I probably should have done like a little bit of research before we went and saw this movie. Like I had no idea. That Oppenheimer was suspected of being like a communist. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that either. But you got to think about that, like especially during that time, because like I think they were about to somewhat be kind of on the brink of like a Cold War. Well, like it must have been terrifying for the American people to find out, or it must have been terrifying for the American people to maybe believe that the creator. Of the atomic bomb, might have been like a spy Working for of the some next sort. U.S. enemy. Yeah, you know, um, or at least just had ties or something. Like even if he wasn't necessarily involved, like directly, like maybe if he just knew some people, which I'm sure that was like a bigger concern. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Like I just I didn't know any of that. I just thought he was a guy that made a bomb, and I kind of thought that was it. Yeah, I thought he was a crazy guy that kind of, you know, I didn't realize just how his story was. I didn't, I just didn't know his story, to be honest with you. I didn't know he was homies with uh, Albert like that. Yeah, you don't think about Albert. You never hear about yeah. Albert with people. It's just kind of just him. Albert as in Einstein. Albert Einstein. But in the, this movie movie was, the movie was good. The movie was fucking good. The movie was fucking good. Um, like I said, right before we just got or right before we sat down 
we already knew that it was a star-studded cast, but I mean, damn, I didn't know Josh from Drake and Josh was going to be in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, damn, he he pressed the button. Josh from Drake and Josh <laughs> he pressed, pressed the, the button. button. He set off the first bomb. Who would have thought? How scary would that be? You know there's a small chance, a very, very small chance that you just destroy the world with this one test and you just press the button to see what happens. Yeah. They can say, you know, damn near 0% all they want. I'm kind of with Matt Damon's character. He's like, just you can't tell me it's just 0%. And he was like, well, no. I- Here we go. Oh. Dog intrusion. Oh, there it is. There it is, lady. Um, I looked at that door and I was like, "We should probably shut that door." Damn. <laughs> oh, you don't even feel bad. All right, we're pause for a quick second. Yep. Okay, now we're down to one light. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, lady. Went to go uh, fix the light and it was broken from the wall plug. So, yep. very adorable dog, but doesn't really have much of a guilty conscience. No, she doesn't, and she's pretty clumsy. A little bit. Pretty clumsy. A little bit. Well, she's just too fast. She's just too fast. But anyways, uh, yeah, the whole uh, testing bomb, it's near 0% chance that it could actually destroy the world. But, you know, there's still a little bit of a chance. Like, damn, I've never done anything that catastrophic. Yeah, I wonder. I do wonder if that's real or what's the chance. I know we read it before after in the theater, but I wonder what's the chance that it can. Because so, for y'all listening, explain what would happen if the atomic bomb. What's yeah, the, what's the it, small it, chance that happens if the atomic bomb goes off? Um, there's a chance that it could pretty much ignite the atmosphere by having like too high of a temperature. Because the chain, because the way the bomb works is it explodes and it splits an atom and that atom splits other atoms and it's a chain reaction that'll then make that giant explosion that we all know about. Yeah. And there's a slight small chance that that chain reaction doesn't stop and just spreads throughout the entire atmosphere and that's how it destroys the world. And, you know, the, the thought is maybe if we go to a nuclear war, where there are a bunch being lit at one time. Yeah, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably not just near 0% chance. It's Imagine probably, if you go, probably getting up there. Yeah, if you go like one in New York, one near, like next to it, yeah, around the U.S., just... <laughs> explosion. Yeah, no, that, that would probably, that'd probably destroy the world. The one thing I liked, I like the anxiety you felt before the test... Then I felt that the climax of that test wasn't as, like, I don't know, it wasn't, didn't hit as hard as I thought it was going to hit. I kind of agree. Yeah, I I, I liked the, the it, silence and everything, and I just, I thought we were going to see a bigger explosion. Yeah, know. you didn't feel how insane that one thing, explosion was. Yeah, one thing, you know, aside from, like, the world potentially being ended from a test run, um, the other thing that I was like, if if I were in that situation, like if I was about to watch the first testing of an atomic bomb, like, dude, I would probably be tripping so hard about like, wait, are are we are we far enough away? Yeah, basically, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, they don't really know. This is a test run. They don't know how 
big this really can be. They've like only done the math equations and said, okay, it probably will go this well, far. It, well, they did like smaller explosions and stuff. But but that the was, thing that is was just that, to make sure the igniter would work. Yeah. That was all it is. But then I'm also like, like you were saying, talking about uh, it's a chain reaction. Like, what if that thing just keeps going? Like, and so that one guy, like he put a bunch of sunblock all over himself. Like he was prepared, but I was like, that's not going to save you if that explosion just keeps coming. Like, yeah, that climax scene, it didn't seem like they were, they didn't seem like they were far enough away and the explosion didn't seem big. And the explosion was a big explosion, but it didn't feel like a nuke. Yes, but it was real. That's probably why. So, you know, um, we did like actually just watch a bomb go off. So, I mean, that was cool. I wonder if he like mimicked, you think he did like tons of TNT, like they said, or? I don't think Christopher Nolan actually activated an atomic bomb. Obviously not, but like, do you think he did the equal amount of TNT that a nuke would be? I mean, I'm sure he damn near tried. I mean, it's a, it's a cool explosion. It was, I mean, I, I thought they did pretty good, like with what? They could, you know. You know you know how they talk about how a nuclear bomb, when it explodes, it just destroys everything within like a, like miles, mm-hmm. like instant destruction within miles? Is that just with the new nukes we have? Like were the old nukes back then not as powerful as what we have now? No, they, uh, they wrecked Hiroshima. I know that, but the test run they did didn't seem like that bomb would just obliterate everything within miles. Maybe they made it bigger. For Hiroshima, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, sure maybe the on test that. run was like half of the. <clears throat> maybe, I I don't know, but um, I I I liked it, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I I was expecting more, but I I think that's just our fault. We expected. Well, I too like much. I, I like how uh, he wrote it. Once the bomb test run goes off, the U.S. government comes in, it's like, all right, sweet, thanks, and they take him. And like, wait, wait, do you know what these are going to do, though? Like, do you understand what these powers are? Yeah, we got it. You don't worry about it. And then the edits very quickly popped into them dropping it. Yeah. Very quickly, he lost control of that. Yeah. He he made the bomb, and then they just took it from him, and then they went and dropped it. Um, The other thing from the bomb, like when they actually did drop it uh, for the test run, I was kind of hoping that one guy was like sitting in his car watching it mm. i was really expecting the windshield to break i thought yeah. that would yeah that the, was kind of a letdown the description of this movie said that it was a documentary obviously it's not a you know a real documentary yeah. but i wonder if he went like real life this happened that's why he had to tell it in the you know he had to tell it in that non-linear way i know that christopher nolan's known for not doing his movies non-linear that's his one of his main styles. He's always mm-hmm. jumping back and forth with timelines. But yeah, <clears throat> I wonder he, if that. I wonder how accurate did he make this movie? Like how? Like is it one ninety percent, eighty percent, sixty percent? What's what did he add? Yeah, I mean, because if I if he was writing the movie, maybe he would make the windshield crack. But if he's trying to be as accurate as possible and the windshield didn't crack and that scene like happened as it was shot in real life, you know, maybe. So I wonder if that's just accuracy. Yeah, maybe maybe when he was shooting it and they actually dropped the bomb, like maybe Christopher Nolan was hoping that it would crack too. But <laughs> yeah. since it didn't, he was like, Well, you know, it just it didn't. So we can't we can't lie to our, our audience. 
Um, another thing about this movie is that, um, like we said, we were excited for like the star-studded cast, but there's just way more like random actors in this, like big-time actors. Yeah, th- this goes up with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It, like, they just with that just big actors just showing just up, out of, up out of nowhere. Coming up out of nowhere. Wait, what? Yeah, like, uh, oh my god. Uh, not it's it's Ben Affleck's brother. What's his name? Matt Damon. What? No, I was, that's not his brother. But like wait, his actual brother. brother. Yeah, who's an actor? I don't know. He had a brother. Yeah. Um. It's fucking. He well. Anyways, he plays the character of. Uh, he's like right below Matt Damon's character, and he's the one talking about like. Um. He would take somebody out in the middle of like a lake and do like Russian torture oh, or oh, something. That general that was overseeing this, he yeah. was supposed to be overseeing it without actually being there. The guy, he was him. the head of security. The general, yeah. Yeah. The general, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was the security for the test. <laughs> I didn't know that's stuff. Ben Affleck's brother. Yeah. What? Yeah. Damn. That's cool. I think it's like Josh, Josh Affleck. Let's see. I don't think, uh, actually, I don't think it's Josh. Um, I'm looking, He's low on the... Maybe it starts with a C. On the list here. Casey. Casey Affleck. Yeah. Uh, like, but he is, like, he, he's been in a lot of big movies. I mean, he's 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 a well-known actor. Um, then there's the other guy, the weird scientist that kind of, like, comes in at the end. And he kind of takes out Robert Downey Jr.'s character. Oh, well, R- R- uh, Raimi something? Yeah, big. I mean, good actor, like yeah. really good. But uh, I mean, he's like a he Freddie gets Mercury, big roles. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, like he gets big roles, and like this was a very minor role for somebody of like his caliber. Um, there, I there were just there's a bunch. There was a good amount. There was a scene in there that it. There's a scene in there where the shots really showed what the scientist kind of felt like in that time. Yeah. How it was so, it was kind of like they didn't have a choice necessarily. Like it was so they, it was so much bigger than them making this bomb and you know the effects of it and everything about it. Whenever one of the the Jewish scientists, um, he was saying like, "Yeah, no, I can't do this. I'm not gonna join this program." I was like, "I don't want to have this be a part of my life. I don't want to be a part of this creation, this destruction." And he's like, "Well, listen, the Nazis are on it." The Russians are on it. They're going to be building this. We have to first. Like, it's inevitable that this bomb is going to happen. And it's, you know, we don't really have a choice. Yeah. And as he's saying that, the camera is like panning up, looking down on him, just showing, like, yeah, like, this is a lot more powerful than you. Yeah. You don't really have a choice in this matter. Yeah. No, Killian Murphy's character, Oppenheimer, like, says, I don't know what my country would do with this kind of power, but I do know what the Nazis would do. Yeah, I was like, well, "Damn right!" Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be really bad. Think about Hitler with an atomic bomb. Not damn, good. not good. Damn, I don't think we're doing this podcast. No, if Hitler got that atomic bomb first. Yeah, dude, that's what's scary is that. Thank God we got it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I guess like so. literally like could have been really bad. Like. Like uh, Cillian Murphy said at the end, he's like... Is it Killian Murphy or Cillian Murphy? I've always, I always said thought Cillian. It, I always thought it was Cillian, but then... 
I think we heard Braden Scott yesterday, like talking about, and they just kept saying Killian Murphy. And I'm not gonna lie, I, like I, I fell under the peer pressure. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn, maybe I've been saying it wrong this entire time. I think it's Cillian. That's how it's spelled. Yeah, Killian just doesn't even sound right. They're tripping, bro. I think, I think they're fucking with us. That's what I think. <laughs> um, at the end when he, you know, it comes back to that scene when he was talking to Albert Einstein and he told Albert Einstein that I think I already have destroyed the world. Yeah. He because was like, remember when I was telling you that I was worried that what we're doing might set a reaction of all this and Albert was like, yeah. He's like, oh, God damn it, Albert, I was right. You think about it like today, Russia's talking about nukes or moving missiles around and everybody's, Russia. Everybody's got the nukes now. Everybody's got nukes. It's just like, you know, that chain reaction could be either one bomb chain reactioning or one bomb chain reactioning a bunch of other bombs that blow up. It's scary. It, it is scary to think about that, but it's also just like, damn. That's, like, it's so, it is scary, but it's so much out of your control that it's like, Exactly. You can't even think about it. like what are you gonna do? Literally, what are you gonna do? It'll be a pretty wild day when somebody actually like launches the first nuke because then it's like, damn it! Like, all right, this is it. Because we pop the bottles. We know, yeah, we know we're about to send like ten, and then they're gonna send ten more, and then for some reason like Russia's is gonna be like, well, fuck it, we'll get in on this, and it's just gonna be. Hopefully, hopefully it never happens. Hopefully it never happens. Okay, if that did happen, would you want to have the bomb hit your city so you just are dead immediately? Yeah, I don't want the radiation. Or do you want to try to survive it and, and have it be like in a, you live in a rural spot? Maybe? Like at a post-apocalyptic world? Like let's say it hit everything but Texas. Like just that's where we live. So let's say it didn't hit Texas and there was no really radiation, but it was definitely the aftermath of it all. Would you want to try to survive the aftermath? I mean, I'll, I'll try, but I mean, there's probably a lot of radiation and I don't know. I, I remember I watched this docuseries on, or not even docuseries, but it was about Chernobyl mm-hmm. and like, I remember the first or second episode, I think it was the first, like all the people that were like two miles away from the radiation, like shitty, shitty deaths. Like in a hospital bed, like skin is just rotting off of them, like while they're still alive. So, if it was between that, and I think that is like the more realistic case, I don't think I'm gonna be like coming out from. But let's say you're not in a spot where radiation is gonna get you. Maybe, maybe if it some. Hit, if it hit everywhere but Texas, I don't mean that. I mean it maybe it hit a couple places in the U.S., hit other places in the world, but yeah. like you're clear of disaster zones. Then yeah, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. I mean, I'm probably not going to leave Texas. Because, uh, yeah, you don't want to leave where you're at. Because, <laughs> you know, one side you get a quick, easy death where you're like, don't got to worry about any of the struggle. Or you can be a part of the humans that keep humanity alive. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll go for that. I'll go for that. But start a new religion. No. Just go primal. Create your own government. No, no, probably not. Uh, not even government. I, I'll come up with the system of like, hey, we don't all necessarily have to work. Like, but <laughs> like, but we're going to, st- we got to stick together as a team. That's but, when you really got to start living off the land. Oh, yeah. Going back to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I definitely go find some cows. That's first step. <laughs> go, find, go find some cows and then, well, okay, go find some water, then go find some cows. Yeah, you gotta get no, a, we're just, yeah. We're just back to the basics. 
I'm probably going to have to give up the podcast and that's going to suck. No, we'll keep it alive during the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> we won't have mics, obviously, because there'll be no technology, but we will yeah. be on the front of the church steps. Oh, that's what our new religion is. <laughs> is crown, this podcast. Crown the is crown. taken over. We talk about old movies just from recollection, from memory. We just Our podcast turns into us standing in front of a crowd of people reciting movies from memory. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then... This is just, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, this is just borderline <laughs> blasphemy, and I'm so for it. Um, no, yeah, like, yeah, okay. If I don't have to die from radiation shit, then I would love to, to take care of the world after it just got nuked. <laughs> I'll 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 be We're that safe guy. in the hands of Gray. Yeah, I'll be that guy. I'll take care of y'all. But I'm, I'm just I'm I'm probably not gonna leave Texas. Like I said, I'm gonna go find a body of water I can drink from. Hopefully, doesn't have radiation in it. Um, that might pose as a challenge. And then I'm just gonna go get some cows. Hopefully, they're just nice normal cows. Hopefully, the radiation hasn't made them like grow like more heads or. More spots. <laughs> All right, back to Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, that movie. Um, who else? Who else was in this movie? What's Iron, Iron Man's in it? You got Cillian Murphy, obviously. You got a lot. Of, there's a lot of like famous actors that you know, but you don't. They're not like A-listers. Exactly. There's like a lot of well-known actors in it. You've seen them in big movies, or even if you haven't seen the big movies, I know you've heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I mean that one guy. It's Freddie Mercury mm-hmm. forever. I like, so I think this movie does a good job because it's very sciencey. There's a lot of like, it's about physics. Okay. So physics is a little boring if you don't know what the intricacies of it are, but it keeps you so engaged because you're trying to figure out what's going on Yeah. with Cillian Murphy's character, Robert Oppenheimer. You know, he's in a, he's getting questioned about something. You're not really sure what that is in the beginning of the movie. There's flashbacks. There's a black and white scene. You aren't sure really what's going on. Yeah. Again, that's the Christopher Nolan. And that kind of mimics uh, Oppenheimer's ideas. Like he doesn't know really why this stuff's happening because it's all kind of happening out of his control. So kind of like him, kind of like we're viewing it kind of like him where we don't really know we're catching up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did. I like the way that he told the story, especially for me because... Obviously, this is one of the most like important human beings that's ever been put on the planet. But it is surprising just for me. I was like, damn, like I said at the very beginning, I did not know about any of this. I thought he was just the guy that made the bomb. And then, yeah, he probably kind of felt like shit after the stuff that we used it for. But like, you know, maybe he just went back to his quiet life. Did not know that this guy cheated on his wife he like, was a womanizer they said he was a, he was a womanizer i mean well, that so, dude was getting after so, her. i mean we saw titties within like an hour i there, mean it was quick I there, mean, there's a uh physicist his name is eric weinstein weinstein no it's weinstein it's weinstein yeah nice he's i've heard him say it that's all right that's why i know for sure it's weinstein Einstein. <laughs> so eric weinstein is talking about how maybe it's not eric maybe he, there's two brothers Okay. One of them was a physicist. He was talking about how it is true that right now in the science world, people, they're very egotistic. They don't really, 
like people that have opposing opinions. If you're not with their mainstream idea, they kind of cast you out of that system. Mm -hmm. And that really showed in kind of the start of that, it seemed like, because he also mentioned how back then, you can kind of see it now, they had cowboy science where they just threw people together and said, make whatever you want. Like, just do it. Figure it out. Like, we need to find, figure some shit out. Go figure it out. You saw that here. A lot of, of the scientists were just kind of thrown together. Some guys were talking about H-bombs and they weren't even trying to do that. And he's like, look, just do that. Stay here. Just start working on it. It's okay. Yeah. But now it's a little bit more structured. There's a little bit more, more ego and they shut you down a little bit easier. And you kind of saw the birth of that mm-hmm. through this movie of this limitation on these scientists and, and yeah. you know, the ego is involved. But, which is funny because they talk about Oppenheimer's ego, but he didn't. Uh, there's no really scenes of him talking about his ego. Like he never seemed egotistical. Well, kind of. I mean, some, some. Okay, some yes, but there wasn't like an. That wasn't like. I didn't seem like he wrote that into the theme of the movie. No, no. I think because it's tough for Oppenheimer. Like whenever he does, like think about when he had just like the test was a success. And then they just bomb Hiroshima. Deep down, Oppenheimer feels like shit for that. Like he knows he has blood on his hands, but he still gets lost in like the love that everybody's showing him. Like he gives the speech in the gym and there's like girls crying. There's like people having sex under the bleachers because like it's just a big party. But you can tell in that scene that he was just doing that because he felt like he had to. Exactly. But, and so, but it's still on the outside people that don't know what he's thinking they're like oh this dude like he feels like he's the shit because he just made the bomb which is you know that makes sense why he would but i don't know that was a really cool scene to show his thought process in his head without you hearing his thoughts because you see the shaking of the he did a couple times you he got a flashback of the wherever he's the environment he's in turns into the test site where he sees the bomb again. Yeah. The room shakes for him. The room's not shaking, but in his head the room is shaking. He can hear the bomb. Everything is tuned out. And he kind of in that scene when he's giving a speech in the gym, he blacks out. Like yeah. he doesn't he just all of a sudden like cuts back into him. People are cheering him as he's walking out. He's like, he didn't even remember that. Because yeah. it's just he wasn't thinking. He was just word vomiting and kind of what's it called? Uh pandering to the audience that's all he was doing just pandering he wasn't like actually feeling the thoughts he was saying but i think there's different ways to interpret that specific scene like sure he could have been thinking like damn like i just created a bomb that could kill all of you people or he was thinking like they could have been dropping the bomb on us if we hadn't won the race yeah so I mean, I think all those I think all those things were going through his head. Yeah, That's, he's just struggling with it, where he's just kind of. The, rea- the, the reality is, the bomb exists now. Like it was a theory, like a few years ago, but now it's real. We made it. We just killed like thousands of people. Like it, it can be used. Yeah, it's kind of like when does the science go too far? Yeah. Like it was a cool theory. Is it possible? Maybe let's yeah. try it out, and then it becomes possible, and remember, it becomes real. And you're like, and then we use it, and you're like, oh fuck. Yeah, because at the beginning, his whole thing, like especially like in his classrooms, like it was all just theories, you know, quantum physics theories. Like he was just trying to figure out what happens when a star explodes. Yeah, he couldn't even do the science. Yeah, he didn't know he was math wasn't that good. He said. Yeah. He said he didn't want to build anything. He was horrible in a lab but he has the mind. He can see the visions. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty nuts. Um, 
let's see. There's a good amount of jump scares in this movie, <laughs> especially just seeing that movie in theaters. Um, obviously, it's a movie about an atomic bomb being built. So Christopher Nolan just thought it would be on theme to just at random moments just yeah, and just blast music, blast sound, not music, blast sound in your ears. Yeah, just blast like an insanely loud explosion of some sorts. I really think this movie is best watched in the theater. Probably, I don't. Know, oh, no I don't know doubt. if it would give you the best. I don't know if it would be that good like it was that we just watched. If it was at home. On yeah. a smaller TV with not a good sound, just kind of on a couch with a yeah. lot of distractions. Because, uh, I mean, like, when shit was rattling in this movie, like, when the ground is shaking all that, like, you feel it in the theater. Yeah. And, like, it just felt a lot more real. And you definitely, like, kind of understood not the full magnitude of what was going on, but, like, you definitely had a sense of it. I'm excited to watch it again because I'm sure there's stuff you missed in the beginning because they're exactly. just kind of info dumping you and you're like trying to catch along. You're trying to pay attention. And it, be like, it does click on? at the end or at least it did for me. No, oh, yeah. But it, I mean, it, it took a, it, I think I, I pretty much figured out what was going on with like 30 minutes left in the movie. Yeah. I think. It starts to unfold. You start to realize, okay, oh, he's on trial for treason. But that made it so much better. I was like, oh shit. Like that's what's been going on this whole time. And then it was cool too because those black and white scenes. Maybe it was something else, but I do know that some of those black and white scenes, they turned to color because mm-hmm. they, be- they came present time. Yeah. But then there were some scenes that were flashbacks that weren't present time too. Yeah. I don't, I, I didn't quite, I, w- I wasn't able to really keep up with the, the theme of what he was going for with the black and white. Cause you are right. There were definitely some that started out black and white and then they, they went into color. So yeah. I, like, okay. I, I should go back. We need to go back and rewatch it, but maybe a common correlation of the black and white was uh Strauss. It ended on his, his last scene. It was black and white mm-hmm. when it came out and then he never was in another scene. Yeah. Except for the one when Albert Einstein walked past him, which was in the beginning, but maybe it had something to do with, with uh what was that guy's name? Strauss something. Yeah. I don't know his first name. Uh, I just remember Strauss. Yeah. I don't remember his first Lewis, Lewis Strauss. Maybe it had something to do with him with his hand. And everything, maybe, you know, he was infecting those scenes or something, or maybe that was the symbolism there with the black and white was, uh, Lewis Strauss was getting in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I will definitely, when I do watch it again for a second time, like, I think it's just going to make a lot more sense just because, I mean, you know, I have an understanding of what the movie's going for, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably see a lot of things that'll just click a lot more or a lot better. Mm. Um, he, he does such a good job with his m- music. He did the same. He did the that same. Music is so fucking intense. He does the same tactics. He's done it a few times, but he's done it in Interstellar. He's done it in Dunkirk, and I believe he did it here. It's this technique where he he layers these instruments where one is going up in tempo. And the second instrument's going down in tempo, and then one's going up and one's going down. So you constantly hear it go down and up. Mm. You can't differentiate between it, so it feels like it's always building. It just keeps getting faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. That's why you get so anxious, because you can't... It's not... It's staying the same speed, but it feels like it's getting faster. So yeah. you like kind of get anxious. You're like, dude, what the... It keeps building. Like, it's been building for fucking five minutes, bro. When is the beat going to hit? I swear. I swear. Yeah, he does that a few times, this movie. Uh, but it's always like at the perfect time. 
Yeah, that um, last scene when that music built and then the you know they press the button and the bomb detonates and it's silence. I'm like, yes, that's perfect. But then I want to see just like, yeah, like insane. I want to see some insane power of that I wanna, bomb. I wanted to see the window break. I really window did. break. I want to see thought. people fall down. I wanted to see like that, uh, like w- sonic wave of just the power, like the after wind or whatever it is, like. The carrying out of the bomb. Of that I, want, I wanted to see the guy with the sunscreen and uh, his sunglasses on. He was sitting in like a lawn chair. I wanted to see him like get blown back. I didn't. I didn't want to see it in slow motion. Then I wanted to see it in real action, where it's just like immense power immediately. Yeah. Like I really wanted to see that power just to show people that a nuclear bomb is. Fu- we all know how insane it is, but if you could represent that in this movie, show us like how powerful it is. I want to see some. Destruction. I kind of, I kind of wanted to see the Hiroshima bomb. Yeah. Or I just, I don't know. Maybe not like actually see it, but like I just wanted to see like what it potentially could have looked like when it, when they, when they actually dropped the bomb on the city, like destroys a city. Dude, could you imagine? It's just hard to imagine living in Japan and you're one year. You're like, wait, what? Hiroshima just got nuked. What? Did the, what's a nuke? Yeah. Wait, the city's gone. Yeah. Well, how big was the bomb? Yeah. You're like, dude, like. The only reason I say like I kind of wanted to see something like that was because when you show a bomb exploding in the desert, I, it's not really destroying anything. It's just blowing up. Yeah. Uh, like you don't really see like the mass destruction it's capable of. Like you yeah. can see how big the explosion is. Sure. You can see the flames like expanding and like it's on fire for like a good bit, but I don't know, like throw a skyscraper in there. Well, the thing like, they used to do those nuke towns, remember nuke town from call of duty? Yeah. I think they used to like do, they used to do those. Well, I'm I think, sure. no, I think they did it after that. Right. To actually like illustrate, but like damn dude like i kind of wanted to see like maybe a like a little building maybe like i don't know half a mile away from the explosion yeah like wanna, see yeah. how fast it like obliterates you know that's what i'm saying i just want to see that power a little bit more exactly yeah you, you saw the explosion and i'm sure it's cool to film the real explosion and that's cool and all but you don't feel it in the theaters it was probably badass on set yeah and you're like dude remember that and Chris nolan's picking out the shots like dude that looks so badass yeah but when you watch it back and feel it, you don't. Feel it. And it, plus, it's in silence. You're watching the I, flames I, go no, in I, silence. No, I, I like the silence, especially because I knew that Big Bang was going to come eventually. Yeah, and it still got me. Yeah, like because I mean, he after the initial explosion, Christopher Nolan, pretty much just the the whole movie just goes uh, completely silent, and you just see like the flames, you see the light, you see everybody's reactions, like blah blah blah. But you know, <laughs> there's just going to be this huge thunder boom come out of nowhere. But Christopher Nolan keeps the movie silent for like probably well over a minute. Yeah. It's a long time. And then you kind of forget that there's like this big sound coming, or at least I did. And then it just hits. And I was like, fuck, like, damn it. Like, I knew that was coming. And it still got me. But again. That happens quite a few times in this movie. It's the movie kind of showed too at the end just the nastiness of politics and how it just works. Of and, course, and just yeah. the corruption and how it's just a game of playing people and to get things done. It's just it's pretty wild that these corrupt people 
that really don't have any morals or ethics yeah. control or, the world. Or the fact that Robert Downey Jr. essentially is trying to paint Oppenheimer as like this communist piece of shit. He did just, he, be, just because... The evidence was pretty shady against him. Yeah, yeah but, it was, but it was only because Oppenheimer like embarrassed him at this meeting yeah. from like six years ago. Yeah. And I was just like, damn. Oh. I can't I can't hold a grudge like that, you know? Dude, I liked at the end of the movie when he... Because fu- <laughs> they mentioned JFK. Yeah. I guess maybe Louis Strauss, he eventually worked for the CIA. Wait, really? I would assume so. He's like, what's his name? Because the CIA killed Kennedy, obviously. Let's see. All right. U.S. Atomic Energy Commission. Um... Businessman, philanthropist, naval officer. Um, I don't see anything about the CIA, but you just know that because he was ruffling feathers. JFK was. That's why he got mm-hmm. killed because he was trying to dismantle the CIA. He was talking, you know, <laughs> getting those politicians like kind of ruffling their feathers a little bit. Like Louis Strauss, he wanted to make a name for himself. Wanted to make some moves. Like, yeah, I don't like what he did. That guy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote him out. Yeah. And he's like, what's his name? It's like John F. Kennedy. So you start to see. Then that's when Kennedy started ruffling feathers and, and making noise in the political industry where these career politicians didn't like it Damn. and ended up killing him. Christopher Nolan's about to come out with the best John F. Kennedy movie. Yeah. I'll be damned. I think there is one coming out or maybe there's a documentary that dropped or something. Oh, they got a bunch of them. They got a bunch of documentaries. Yeah, a bunch of documentaries on Kennedy. Yeah. That's a, such a crazy story. Because, I mean, with about 90% certainty, you could say the CIA killed him. Like, our government killed our president. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? I mean, you can say that. You don't believe so? I don't know what to believe. Yeah, you got to look into it because it's pretty wild. There's, Any, like, so many possible. sketchy stuff and the story they have is not line up with anything that, like, the evidence shows. It's pretty, I don't know the details. So I can't really get into it. But I do know it's sketchy, and I've had heard, I have heard people talk about it on podcasts and such. And it, you know, I believe they probably killed him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, there you go. Um, uh, Oppenheimer. Uh, what do you rate it out of 10? Okay. So before Gray rates it, we have decided our scale kind of. I don't know about that. Yeah, kind of. We're getting on an, we're kind of trying to agree on our scale, but we've decided that five is average. The way that I've been grading movies is by thinking about the IMDb score in my head. So like really I never go below a five <laughs> because a, a five is a dog shit movie on IMDb. Yeah. But if Greg thinks movies of, uh, it's a five is average, me and him aren't thinking the same. We're thinking the same, but our numbers do not line up at all. So we got to line up our numbers with, with what we think about a movie. So five is average. Like it's like a basic movie that was like, yeah, that was cool. We were talking about how like maybe the later Transformer movies that are like entertaining, but they're, were they good movies? No, not really. Were they well shot? I mean, yeah, kind of, but they were just kind of cookie cutter. Maybe like average Avenger movies, not Avengers, average Marvel movies that are just cookie cutter, probably fives. And then as you get up to 10, 10 the best movie we've ever seen. So that's kind of our rating. That gives you a little bit of a judgment on how we're going to rate these movies. Mine will start to change probably. Get All right. Wider. So with that being said... Mr. Scale, what do you rate it? Eight. All right. I was going to go 7.5. Oh, damn. That's lower than I thought. 
7.5. It was good. Honestly, Didn't you say that, it was like top 10 for you? Huh? Did you say it was... Oh, that was Mercedes. That was Mercedes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's a good movie. It'll probably go up after I watch it the second time because I'm going to pick up on a lot more. Yeah. There's just a, it's, dude, it's a three-hour movie. Um, I I have no idea what direction it's going to be taken in. Um, I did love at the end like that he did make it click for me. For what, like, the whole movie, I'm pretty much just expecting it to be the journey of him, like, making the bomb. I did not know that this was the direction it was going in, so that definitely kind of just, like, threw me for a curve. But I was still, like, I was into it. Obviously, it was a good movie. I'm running on, like, maybe four hours of sleep right now. And it was a three-hour movie. It, you know, it's one of those movie theaters where the seat's recline <laughs> you know i had water i had some reese's pieces if the movie sucked i would have fallen asleep but i didn't i was on the edge of my seat i was paying attention the entire movie so i mean yeah between 7.5 and 8 you know they really kept you engaged with how quickly they would talk to each other yeah talking my information and <clears throat> i think it served two purposes I think it served a one first purpose of keeping you engaged. It was just like quick talking, like, hey, ch- ch- jumping back and forth, quick conversation. They knew what they were talking about because they're explaining a lot of shit, giving you a lot of exposition. And so you, you know, you don't get bored out of it because it's kind of getting quickly in, in conversation. And the second purpose is because I think sometimes they showed the like geniuses getting each other, like a lot of these brilliant minds just mm-hmm. understanding each other very quickly. It's like, oh, okay, yes. And you hear them talk very quickly to each other because they have those that same just high level IQ high you know thoughts mm-hmm. so <clears throat> I thought that kept you know that was a nice filmmaking thing he did with keeping it engaging and making you feel like these people are smart yeah yeah it's just it, it's tough with these kinds of movies too just because it is a biopic and I've you know we've never seen Christopher Nolan do anything like this before so I mean, it was new for him too. Dunkirk, kind well, of. Yeah, I guess that wasn't but, like a that wasn't like a biopic, but, but Oppenheimer is like literally. I mean, it's all it's centered happened. around him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was more about his life than I expected. Yeah. So I could see this movie turning into, like, you know what? I'm. I'm it's kind of tough, but like I remember seeing Interstellar for the first time in theaters. And I just didn't get it. Like, I was a lot younger, too. Um, But, like, I remember leaving the theater. I was like, there were some, like, cool things about it. But then over the years, you know, I've probably seen Interstellar, like, over five times now. It's one of my favorite movies. So the score could, it could go up with aging. I just, I again, like, I, I, I will watch it a second time. Um, probably not for a little bit. I gotta let this marinate. Uh, like it's a three-hour movie. So. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it again. It'll be good. It'll be good. I'll pick up on a lot more. Um, so I could definitely see the score like going up. So, but yeah. seven point five for now, um, which is good. Seven point five is. I'm. Uh, don't take that as like a bad thing. Uh, really, it's it's more like a seven point eight. It's closer to an eight, but it's a good movie. You should see it. Definitely go see it in theaters while it's out. Yes. It just came out. Definitely got to see it in theaters. It just came out, so you got time to you watch gotta, it fresh. Yeah, you got to appreciate the jump scares. 
get go to like a nice theater, sit down and make a night out of it yeah. and enjoy this three hour journey. Of yeah. A crazy story. And, and I, I'd also suggest, honestly, if you research yeah. it a little bit too, like in the history that behind would definitely it, because like the Japan thing that I read about or listened to that actually came true in the movie. Like they actually talked about the Jap- the Jap- the Japan thing and the, like how they're not going to give up. Yeah. Then the decision yeah. behind it and, and the reason why they felt like they had to nuke them. And also the other other side of the coin where it's like, yeah, but they were a lost cause. We know they were a lost cause. But they didn't know they were a lost cause. So it's like yeah. we still bombed a a country that was not going to win the war, but still they were going to keep fighting. And it's just kind of like war's never good. And also they didn't tell them like what we had. They told them like we we can do some serious damage to y'all, but they didn't literally say like we just built an atomic motherfucking bomb and we're going to, like, destroy two of your cities. Like, they didn't tell them that. They just said, like, hey, you need to back off now. You need to surrender. Or it could get bad, but Japan's probably like, well, fuck, I mean, you're saying that, like, four years ago. Yeah, I think I read a headline. I don't know if this is what they actually sent, but it said that Truman sent a letter to Japan that said that they will wreak total annihilation if they do not surrender. Yeah. And they said, cap. Yeah. And they then, just, they called and cap. then U.S. is like, no, I'm actually not Wait, kidding. No, no, no. Like, no, literally, I know, like, three years ago, we said, you know, you, you've probably heard this just from other countries. Like, no, like, we're, we're being dead ass. Dude, that's pretty insane. Japan's calling your bluff, and you're not bluffing, and they call your second bluff, and you're like, dude, did you not see what I just did? <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm going to do it again. It wasn't just a one in the chamber type thing. Like, we have multiple of these. But so, uh, I heard too, one of the reasons why the U.S. didn't uh, drop off more than, why they didn't do a test bombing, because they could have bombed an island near them that had no people on it. It was mm-hmm. like, check this shit out. But they didn't have any, they didn't have enough. They only had, they only had enough materials for one more bomb after the second one. Yeah. Well, so and like, that's explained during the movie. I mean, they were like having trouble. It took them even longer to just build the bomb because they were just waiting on all of the, the necessary like supplies for it or like minerals or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder what takes so long. It's, I, I think it's just hard to like mine. I, I keep, I don't. How it, many countries are capping about their nukes? How many have the nuclear bomb, but they ain't got the uranium inside of it to make it happen? All right. Yeah. I don't Because I have heard there's some countries in, like, maybe, I think it was a Middle Eastern country. They had nuclear power, air quotes. Then turn to find out they didn't have any. They couldn't, they didn't have the means to launch the missile. Like, they might have had the missile, but there's no way they could have gotten off the ground. Yeah. So it's like, okay, but you don't really have nuclear power. You got the materials and you got the bomb, but you can't get it up. Yeah. So I wonder how many countries there are. I, yeah, that's just, I'm curious. There's so much shady shit in the world that we don't have control of, bro. It kind of sucks, doesn't it? Yeah, you just got to accept it. Don't go think day, about it. Go day by day. Go watch a movie. Go watch Oppenheimer. Or one thing that Oppenheimer, uh, I was saying this in the car, one thing that it makes me want to do, I want to go camping. <laughs> they, were, they, were, they were camping in New Mexico. Just It was Oppenheimer, his little brother, and... Like what? I guess like the principal of his college, the dean. Is that who that was? Uh, I think so. And they're just in this teeny tiny tent with a fire outside. And they're just passing the whiskey bottle around. Passing the bottle. 
I was like, damn, that's a vibe. Like, I can't believe this guy's about to just go build a fucking bomb after this. Like, why don't you just chill out in this desert, man? That, that looks fun. Can't. He's obsessed. He just had the visions. Especially because it didn't help that that one guy was taking a piss and he was looking at the stars and he was like, I'm looking for for that exploding star. And Oppenheimer's like, you fucking idiot. Like, if it's exploded, you're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, yeah. So camping Oppenheimer, we're going to bring back the hat. The Oppenheimer hat just looks so sick on him. Like, I think I could pull it off too. So we might give this a shot. Oppenheimer hats, Oppenheimer hats. Um, we're, we're probably going to start seeing more of those. Um, which I, I think is a great thing. I think they look awesome. Um, and I, I definitely think they need to make a return. There we go. You got anything else to say? I think I'm, I think I'm good. No, nope, I'm I'm dog shit tired, and I got a dog to go take care of. All right, let's wrap it up. If you want to support the show, you can see me and Gray wearing some Crown Cinema shirts. If you go to crowncinema.com, you can get yourself some shirts if you want. We got a hat, we got three shirts, and we have more on the way. We'll be making new shirts, dropping them every once in a while. So if you want to support me and Gray on this endeavor, maybe get us some better podcast equipment. Yeah, new shirt. light. We can use new, <laughs> new light, light now. Yeah. <laughs> Couple shirts, buy us a new light. That would be very appreciated. But appreciate y'all listening and we're out. <laughs>